Welcome to episode 18 of One Rung at a Time. I'm Corey Campos here with Davis Morehart. Hey. And no guests for the episode, but we do have two co-hosts. That's Annie Campos and Lucy Albright Campos. They're here in the studio. Let's hear it. No claps? Since when do we do claps? I thought we did. That's never happened. Well, whatever. We're not starting it now either. We'll put in a audience applause in post. No. I know Joey would love to work on that. Engineer Joey. Let's hear it for Joey. Let's hear it for Joey. <laughs> Clinking glasses. Yeah, yeah, the whole nine yards. All right, well, let's um, start out with what we've been working on. You got anything? Not really. How is that display case going? Not not well. I kind of started it, and then I didn't like the design I was doing, and I gotta like rethink it, and I put it off. So now that's some progress. It's another guy I'm making it for is asking about it, so. I'm, oh no. <laughs> I'm kind of being bad about that. So, uh, I'm gonna start working on it soon. I, um, yeah, I should be able to start getting into that. So, so what do you have to do still? Like, like, are you gonna do a complete redesign? I think so. Um, I didn't like how, like, I didn't get too far in the first design. I, uh, like, I just started, and then I realized, like, there was a few problems with how I, it was going to open, so I was able to scratch it before it was, like, I was too deep into it. Right, before you had sunk too much time. But I think, the like, what's making me drag my feet is, like, I want it, to, like, to do a lot. I don't know if I explained it thoroughly, what I want, what I'm making. You explained it a little bit. So it's, it's, like, a display case for, like, basically cards, like, kind of like postcards, and... So I want it to be kind of like a travel case so you can close it and like move with it. But then when you open it, I want like one side to like have them just kind of not displayed, but like stacked. So like, like, so like this, most of it, most of them are in there mm -hmm. and you can pick out the one you want easily. But then like the lid, I'm trying to make either like a display or like you can put like a sign on it or something so okay. that you can like. I don't know, like, fold it over, like, the table so, like, it's, like, a sign saying, like, postcards or whatever. Yeah. You can, like, have it, like, up as, like, a kind of, like, a A-frame kind of thing and then, like, one side would be, like, all of them displayed out and the other side would be, like, the stock. Like, I wanted the, the lid to have, like, a function so either you can, like, fold it in front of the table and have, like, a sign on it saying what you're selling or you can, like, have it up as, like, an A-frame and, like, have, dis like, a display on one side and, like, showing what, like, what each card is and the other side having like the stock of what you have, but that requires like how you store the cards to be able to move, kind of. Mm -hmm. So, so like, like it's almost like an insert. Yeah, so it's like I gotta figure out an insert and then have a lid that will close so it's small and like can, you can travel with it, but you can also open it and it like be useful. And then also if you want to stand it up, it won't slide apart. And I think I'm biting off more than I can chew. 
So it's maybe. Yeah, I mean, I could just kind of do a simple box and just store the cards. I don't know. Whenever I start a project, I always like start really high and then kind of go down into like yeah, into the, the more doable. reasonable. Yeah. Instead of start, I don't want to start low and just like box and it's like. You could always just do the box if he needs it now and then work yeah. on a more complicated version. Well, he's he's paying me for the further complicated version. Well, he's paying. He didn't really give me like too much of a design, so it's not like a huge deal. And he also didn't really have a timeline. It's like if when I can get it done. So I'm not being too bad of a like builder for him. Yeah, I should be better, but I'm. Um, but if he's he's like paying for like the supplies, so I don't want to like like make him pay for like a simple one and then hey i'll make you a more a better one you know pay for that one too yeah yeah that'd so it's be like if i can make a good one to start <clears> with that's what i want to do but i don't know i gotta work on it i should be able to do at least some of what i want to do having it just like kind of fold all the way open shouldn't be too hard this is the piano hinge yeah that's not too complicated but yeah that's where i'm at well that's not too bad it'll be getting warm soon it'll be a lot more comfortable working out in the shop, right? Yeah, yeah. Could be worse. Could be worse. How about you? Um, I think last time I had talked about needing to make a new notebook. Yeah, you mentioned I, it. I made a new notebook. Nice. nice. And um, I think that's it. Pretty much. Yeah. I mean, it's better. You actually did something. <laughs> so that's, yeah. that's something. Yeah, uh, I feel like I've been busy lately, so... Do you have one here? Yeah, I do. It's upstairs. I can show you. I want to see it. Um, so, yeah, I got the notebook done, and then do a quick welding school update. Um, this coming week is going to be my last week, so I think you guys will hear this the day after we record it, and then that next week is my last week. Uh, I'm doing TIG. Mm-hmm. So, so far I've done... 2F, 3F, and 4F TIG, so horizontal, vertical, and overhead mm-hmm. fillet welds. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, I still need to learn open groove joints mm-hmm. for, we're going to do the root and the hot pass in TIG, and then do fill and cap with stick, mm-hmm. so you got to do that. Yeah. And on Friday, we did a different technique for TIG welding, which uh, more of like a dipping technique instead of lay wire. Okay. Um, which I actually liked a lot more, but it doesn't necessarily look the same, and they have, they have different exact purposes. Um, but dipping is used a lot, so it was a useful thing to learn. I think we might be doing a little bit more with that this week. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much it. I'm almost done. Got, I've already been thinking about jobs and stuff, so that's real stressful. But yeah. <clears throat> so... Emails. Oh, I didn't check the iTunes reviews. They're all five stars. Hundreds of them. Hundreds of them. Don't question it because then people might check. They are all five stars, but I don't know if there are hundreds. Well, we'll check the emails um, and we'll make sure to get the iTunes reviews next time. So um, we got an email from former guest of the podcast, Philip Compost. He says, was listening to the latest episode. I think he means the food one. And... Thought you'd like this easy pizza crust recipe that I use. So he sent us two pictures of pizza pizza crust recipe. Uh, Quick and easy pizza from scratch. 
it looks fairly easy. It has sugar in it. I've never added sugar to a pizza crust. I've never made a pizza crust. Yeah, maybe we'll give this a try. We'll definitely put it up in the uh, in the show notes, though. Uh, link to those to those files. That'll be great. Thank you, Philip. Yeah, thanks. We'll, I'll try the recipe. And then we have one from SoundCloud that says Alex McConnell likes episode seventeen. Listener feedback with the feedback king. Thank you, Alex. He only likes it because his questions were in it. <laughs> And we got another SoundCloud notification. Krista Tucker likes our track episode 11, Christmas Gifts Take Two. Thank you, Krista. Is that? That's not Caitlin, right? It doesn't say Caitlin. <laughs> okay. Well, Tucker, I don't know. <laughs> Thank you, everyone who likes our tracks. That's very much appreciated. See, Annie thanks you too. Our co host is go. trying to get involved here. All right, well, what we figured we would do today, because we didn't finish Alex's email last episode, there's one more big question. Um, And when me and Davis discussed it, we actually figured out that we pretty much had the same answer. So we're going to make a whole episode out of it, however long it's going to be. So Alex's question, what is your dream project? Not like I want to finish sawing my stump and carving divots into it, or I want to make a really sharp knife that can cut atoms in half. I want to hear your dream project where you don't necessarily have the skills or the tools yet, but the project would be realistic in your lifetime and would be the proudest achievement of your making career. Example, build your own house from the ground up and live in it. Uh, Think about this before you start recording so you have a thoughtful answer. I don't want to hear Davis say, uh, I don't know, because I know he will. All right, Davis, what is your dream project? It sounds like I'm just taking the idea from the email. And like, I, I, I want to build my own house. And <laughs> I didn't get this idea from the email. I want to reiterate. You're just clarifying that. <laughs> yeah. Like, I, like to make my own house would be cool. I don't think I want to necessarily build it from the ground up. It's just knowing what it would take to do that. It's <laughs> so much work and it's far above me. Um, but like designing a house would be really cool to like, like the layout of like what I want and like making all the choices and stuff like that. Um, a more realistic goal of something that I want to do is like make a lot of the furniture and like the interior oh, yeah. of my house. Um, like my my dad made a lot of the furniture in, in our house, and it's like way better than anything we've like gotten from stores. So it's like it's like really nice to have. Um, so it's like we have like. Our dining room table he made, our kitchen table he made, um, like a, a wardrobe and like two cabinets in my room, like all, like he designed and built. So it was, it, like they're really nice to have, and like I would, I want to either keep those, they're really big, so I'd hope I hope I can keep those and like take them with me, or um, build like equivalents. Yeah, like I mean just to make a lot of furniture in my house uh, and then like to make a lot of stuff in my house would be kind of my dream but I, I it's hard to like I don't know if you want to make like chairs that's like a whole thing yeah like, like if you want to make a table and set of chairs yeah and then you can make a like, lot of work I mean it's all a lot of work but yeah be, like, I don't know there's people who do like really ornate like mantles and like banisters and like, like carving and stuff like that which 
So would you rather focus your efforts more on the interior of the house and what's in the house than the actual like structure of the house and everything? I don't think I would want to build the structure of the house. I want to trust that with someone who knows what they're doing. <laughs> Ideally. I think, I guess, the dream project as the question is, is to design the house how I want it. And let, then... Let someone else build it. Yeah, have someone else build it and then me like involved in like the process and decision making like throughout it mm-hmm. like, like working very closely with the contractor and then once it's built like designing the interior like like the floors and or, like the wall color and then like getting hopefully the furniture that I have and then making furniture to fit in like go with it mm-hmm it's like taking furniture like that my dad made it's like assuming it would fit into like the design of the house that I want so it's I don't know if I'm I hope I can keep those but yeah so yeah do you have an idea of what like kind of house you'd want like what style or size or anything like that um I I don't know that the terms used for describing houses. Um, it doesn't matter. Just describe it however. <laughs> I, I mean, like a two-story house, pretty standard. It's just like, I don't know. It's not, there's not like a lot of radical things that would be like, like I don't want to go bowling alley or anything like that. But it's right, just like, yeah. I, like, our house has a mudroom. And it's like, I think it'd be nice to have like a garage that goes into a mudroom. So it's like, everything's like, and like a washing machine like right there. So it's like, yeah. you got to, container thing right there and then um i don't know like i like like the kitchen like that like the open kitchen where it like lifts into like the dining room or living room yeah kind of thing. So, yeah i mean it's like nothing new in like the housing industry but i don't know just to design a house the way i want it would be nice instead of like trying to find a house that uh, fits yeah I think it would be a, I don't know. I know a lot of people, when they're building houses, they look through other people's house designs. Like, you can buy books of house designs, basically. Like, architectural drawings and stuff. I don't think I, I don't know. It would be really hard for me to be satisfied looking at a bunch of kind of random designs from other people when I have very something very specific in my head. Yeah. I don't know. Do you watch those, like, um, realty shows where they try to find like house owners yeah and, house owners house owners and international like they, stuff like, like that it's just like I know this is like house like buying house it's like almost settling it's like yeah finding like <laughs> what matches the best that's definitely what it seems like range. and I know building a house would be expensive and it's like yeah building a house seems like it's like uh, the ideal if you can afford it because you can yeah. get everything you want yeah. Whereas buying a house is like, okay, I have this list of 15 things that I want and this price range. This house fits 10 of them and is in the price range. So we'll go with that. So, yeah. I, yeah. But then building a house, you like know what, like, what's involved. Like, you know, you didn't like shortcut like things or you know, right. like the cheapest material. And you're like, okay, I'm going to spend more money on my windows because it's going to help me along the line, like down the line. Yeah. But like buy a house, who knows? Yeah, I think it's it can be a whole different beast because buying a, a house could, I mean, 
you could end up renovating it radically and then you kind of know what goes into it and everything and it would also be cool to get like an older house and have that kind of like the style of an older house that might be kind of hard to build now but no oh by the way yeah my answer to the question is also kind of the same you copy me i copied alex <laughs> in the question well i think mine's slightly different because um the first thing i thought of and i think this is a more realistic dream is i really want to build an outdoor workshop um, that's more permanent than the tarp setup that i have forever you know the tarp is ripping and the table's getting really beat up because the tarp hasn't been staked down there's some issues that I have to correct this weekend, actually. Um, but anyways, an outdoor workshop, I want it to be timber-framed with traditional joinery, um, almost like a rest stop uh, shelter. You know what I'm talking about? No. Just with the big 6 by 6 beams oh. and like, the, like that, like the TP roof and everything. Yeah. Just like pretty simple structure, just timbers. Except I want to use traditional joinery instead of like the plates and bolts and stuff. Because I think it would be interesting to try and do that. And I want to uh, mill all the logs. However, either hand hew them or with like a chainsaw mill or with a small log mill. Like mill all the lumber down into timbers and then build that. And it wouldn't even be too big. It would literally be like... Uh, shelter at a rest stop like that's kind of what I'm basing it on in my mind because I think that's a good size and that, that would be like kind of like the blacksmithing slash metalworking area and maybe like kind of the rougher woodworking probably more metalworking and stuff and then anything fine would be maybe inside the house but then I have these big plans there's gonna be like a chimney on one side and the forge is gonna be on the other side and in the winter we'll put down like some kind of curtains like heavy curtains to try and block out the cold and the and the wind. I just think that would be so cool. So that's like, I think that's more realistic. Um, the more fanciful dream would be to build a timber frame house, kind of in the style of like, like when you see old British houses, I think if you search like Anne Hathaway's house on Google, that's the kind of thing I want. It's like, Let's search it. Um, I don't know what that style is called. But it's like the kind of like, not mud walls, but in Hathaway's house. Anne Hathaway's cottage. Yes, that is exactly what I want. If you search Anne Hathaway's cottage, that's the kind of house I want. I don't know what it's called, though. Oh, there's a slideshow. We should definitely link to this. Oh, that yeah, that's a good view. Wow, it's pretty big, actually. But kind of like very old, like medieval-style cottage um, with traditional timber framing and everything. Victorian. Yeah, I guess Victorian, yeah. Okay. But I, I don't, I don't know. I want it to look very old, and it would be cool to be like in the center of a forest that you have to walk a path to, so it's almost like a witch's cottage. That would be awesome. And then we have like a secret underground tunnel to get there in the car. So we don't have to walk the whole way. But when people come to visit, it's like you Hansel and Gretel going to a witch's you cottage. Make them park really far away. Yes, like a half mile away. Um, 
So that's definitely less <laughs> less realistic. But I would like to have a timber framed kind of Victorian style cottage. I think it would be more realistic to just kind of design it or work with an architect and design it and then have someone else build it. Um, but we'll see. I would also be content with renovating a, like an old house. I think that would be cool too. But, but yeah, the thing I really want to do and want to start working towards very soon is the uh, outdoor workshop. Because even... Where are you going to build it? Well, even this next year, I can start working on getting logs and like milling lumber and stuff you're gonna transport logs everywhere yeah i'll just buy a trailer and uh just tow a bunch of logs or i'll hire someone to do it or something i don't need i you can't need more than how many logs do you think you need 50 100 i guess that is kind I, of a lot yeah that would be really heavy well I, I could just do like two at a time on top of my car just back and forth back and forth yeah, that's I think that would the work. most efficient way to do this. Not on location or anything, but... Well, the problem with that is that I don't want to have to cut down trees on my own because I think, I don't know, I've never cut down trees before. It sounds like more work. And I think I would prefer just like going and getting trees that have already been cut down and they're going to be cut up for firewood anyways. I'd rather just like go and get free lumber and mill it up myself, then have to like well, cut yeah. down a bunch of but trees. But cutting down trees isn't that much more work. That's probably true. But I can understand not wanting to do it because you're cutting down trees like on your property. Yeah, that's yeah, that's another thing. Like on my property, I'd rather there be as many trees as possible, especially if I'm going to try and do the forest thing. Yeah, but you also have to clear an area to build the thing. Mm-mm, it'll already be. You're just gonna have lovely. <laughs> it'll be a, a, clearing a forest that's, clearing that's perfectly flat <laughs> with a brook like, running through it. <laughs> yeah, that happens all the time. Yeah, I think that's my ultimate project though. In my head, like a lot of times when I'm driving, like on long drives, I'll, I'll start thinking about like the layout of the outdoor workshop. Like I definitely on the so it's gonna be like a rectangle, and one of the long sides I want to have a fireplace, like a big fireplace. Like at some uh, shelters at rest areas have these big fireplaces. I don't know why. I don't think anyone ever uses them, but they have these big fireplaces. So on one side I'll have a big fireplace. On the other side I'll have my forge. And I think I want like a flagstone floor um, instead of like poured concrete, just because I think it'll be cooler. Like just big stones. Like oh, okay, okay. Um, and then I gotta figure out. Maybe I'll do like metalworking on one side of the forge and like rough woodworking on the other side. Just have like a table saw, a bandsaw. I don't know. I'm more interested in the metalworking right now, so I haven't really thought much about the woodworking side. But then it would be really cool to have like big bearskin like things that roll down in the winter. But that definitely won't happen because I would not be okay with it. So maybe just like big, thick velvet you, curtains. Do you like a Norse style? Yeah, that would be cool too. Have you ever seen a Norse church? Like pictures um, of I've Norse seen churches? churches yeah. yeah, that would be a very cool style also. I'm yeah. open to changing I, the style from, a, from rest stop shelter. I don't know, what the, like the, the houses that have like the roof where it's like the roof almost goes to the ground, it's just like one big. Ah, uh, like, yeah, I think I know what you're talking yeah, about. Is I think, it just like like that, basically. Yeah, yeah it's like very cool. steep angled roof. I think it's mostly for like heavily snowed areas, so like the snow can't pack on the roof. 
Yeah, but I kind of want it to be open in the summer so we get good airflow. So in the summer, we roll up the bearskin curtains. And we get I like how you don't have walls on your building. Well, it's going to be like an outdoor shelter. And I like how your inspiration is an outdoor shelter. It's literally a rest stop rest shelter. Stop. <laughs> like, specifically the ones in Indiana, except I actually stopped at one last time I was uh, on the high, uh, last time I was on 74. I stopped at the rest stop to take pictures. It's actually too dark. And it's not the exact thing I want because they have like two small shelters that are like kind of connected. And so it's like the bearskins. It's in an H. And I just want one big rectangle. They also don't have the bearskin things. It probably wouldn't be bearskin. I really think a thick velvet would be good. <laughs> and maybe like kind of a like a Gore-Tex. I guess you wouldn't need anything breathable. But like a nylon rainproof covering over that. So we get a little bit of insulation and waterproofness. Oh. But then it could stay kind of warm with both fires going in the winter. It would be pretty warm or, you know, workable. That's what you want your workspace to be, just tolerable. Just... Yeah, I'm fine with that. <laughs> I mean, right now my workspace is either a small desk in our bedroom, the the kitchen floor, or a tarp that's coming apart in my parents' backyard. <laughs> So I really don't have that much to work with. It is coming apart, though. What's sticking up in the middle of it? That is one of the rafters. Oh, um, that's like an extra piece that was added to uh, prevent rain from pooling. Okay. So it was pooling and it was ripping the tarp. But I didn't add that. My dad did. Great audio so, part of the podcast. Yeah, people, people can people can really envision what we're seeing right now. So talking about building houses, um, there's a really cool documentary uh, I would recommend. It's called Alone in the Wilderness. Um, basically, this guy um, I forget his name. He, uh, I think, in like the 1950s or 60s, he decided to move to Alaska. And he, uh, he built his own log cabin by himself, just like out in the middle of nowhere. And he just hauled up some tools. He had some supplies brought in. Um, and then it's just him filming himself and like talking through how he built the cabin. Or, yeah, like he built everything inside, like the door, the hinges on the door were wood that he like, he crafted. He like, wait, really? Yeah. Uh, he like when he hauled in, he only brought in like a few tools, and like he just made tools there, and like oh he made handles for tools and everything there. Um, everything is all hand tools, like uh, hand saw, like chisels, mallet, and like a hand drill. So it was uh, it was really incredible. And that's a documentary. Yeah, and then he did his own farming and stuff like that. He lived up there, I think, until like the 2000s into like into his 80s and then he's like I can't do this anymore so he moved and I think his house is now a uh, national or historical monument or something like that they're, yeah like they're preserving it for him but it's a really cool documentary and I, wow I, I enjoyed thoroughly yeah if we can find that on YouTube we should I think it's on YouTube we should link it's it Alone in the Wilderness I'm sure on the title so I just forget the guy's name yeah, that would be cool. That's uh, that might be a little hardcore for us. Yeah, I don't want to do it in Alaska. 
I know like he he stockpiled logs like the summer before. See, that's what I'm talking about. Near his house, like where he's eh, living. It's like, fine. He, and then he left for winter, came back, and then built the house like spring summer and got it ready for the next winter. And then he that's stayed. good though because the logs were probably already dried out yeah. and they were, everything was ready to go by the time he got yeah. there. Yeah, that's that was smart. That was definitely smart. He knew what he was doing. Like everything, he was. He made it look so easy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I can't imagine any part of what we want to do with building a house is going to be easy. Yeah, you just tell a guy what to do. <laughs> See, this the thing I'm worried about is I'm not sure I'm ever gonna like. I, I don't. I think my my sights are set lower. I I'm almost positive I'll be able to do the workshop. Like I don't think it's actually gonna be super hard. I might need like another person or two to help me. Um, but I don't think it's gonna be super complicated. Like I'm not doing a two-story thing or like a big house or anything. I don't know what type of joinery you want to do. Like that can be difficult. To... Oh, there's um actually there's an example that I've kind of been drawing on. There in uh, near us there is a county park called Deep River County Park, and there is an old sawmill from one of the first people that moved into the area. They built a sawmill on the river and it's still there, like the whole structure. And that's one of the things that kind of inspired me along with the rest areas. Um, but it's, I think I have pictures on Dropbox. I'll show you the pictures when we're done. But it's, um, it's like where the log, it's mortise and tenon. Okay. It's mortise and tenon joinery. That's what it's like, like just big ones on, on full timbers and stuff. It actually, like, it doesn't look like it would be that hard with modern tools. It'd be a lot harder with hand tools, for sure. Yeah. But uh, I think I will be able to do it. And I think my my kind of vague plan is, like, if that goes really well, it'd be awesome to, like, keep it going and do a house, too. But that seems less likely. So. Outdoor workshop. Yeah. Go for it. I feel like hewing the logs and everything ready would take a lot of time and a lot of work. Yeah, that's why I'm just going to do a, you know two logs a weekend for the next two years. Two logs a weekend? Yeah, that's reasonable. One log a weekend for the next two years. That's a hundred logs. I would say that's reasonable. If you had a chainsaw, right? That's reasonable. Yeah. I mean, yeah, but... How are you going to haul a log? We'll hire a logging truck. This is getting more expensive <laughs> for you. Okay. I'll buy a truck. I'll just buy a buy trailer. Everything's ready. And I don't, I don't want to buy it. I don't want to buy just, it. You're paying for everything. I don't want to <laughs> buy the lumber, though. I'll pay for other stuff. Or I'll hire, like, a mule team. I also don't think you're going to get this much logs for free. You're, you're I don't paying. know. A lot. If you look on Craigslist, you just search firewood. People have... It's actually Full funny. Logs? Yeah. People are just like... Hey, this tree came down in my yard, and I need someone to get rid of it. So if you but can, you can't do that. But it, well, people are saying like, if you have the equipment to, you know, get, like cut this up and get rid of it, it's yours. A lot of, that happens all the time so on Craigslist. How are you gonna move the log? I think I'll have to buy a truck. <laughs> oh, shoot! You're gonna buy a truck so you can get the logs to build this workshop space. Yes, yes, that yeah. sounds right. Perfectly reasonable. <laughs> I'll just befriend someone with the truck. You know. One of my friends at school has a big truck, has a trailer. Unfortunately, he's moving to Las Vegas. Steal his truck. Yeah, yeah, I think that's reasonable. 
<laughs> I don't see a problem with that. At all? Nah. No. No problem. Are you hoping or planning or do you have any vague idea of where you want to do your house? Like city-wise? Right next to yours to get rid of your woods. Oh. And then a you're really right, big, right. wide driveway. <laughs> so your path no. is just obsolete. Uh, so everyone just walks down the driveway. And it's, yeah. not, it's not gravel or blacktop. It's just a straight, concrete driveway, 50 feet wide. Oh, it's hideous. Oh, God. So, like, one side of your house is, like, this picturesque forest and, like, fantasy. Yeah, basically thing. Mirkwood. And then the other side just my house and just... A highway. A McMansion. A McMansion connected by a highway. Yeah. Even the worst. Beyond. Yeah. Well, I hope you like being out in Montana or Idaho, because that's what we're planning on doing. <laughs> a blacksmith shop nearby. It'd be useful for you. <laughs> you need any hinges made? I'll make them out of wood. Okay, you need any... Trying to think of something that can't be made out of wood. Nothing. Everything can be made out of wood. I'm at a loss. <laughs> Have we exhausted this topic? The problem is neither of us has much experience actually building a house. I told you. I played with Lincoln Logs. I pretty much know everything. I really don't think that... And Legos. I don't think that's the closest analog. And I played Sims. Right, but you've actually like worked on a house before. Wouldn't that's you say that's wouldn't you say it's closer to building a house? What are you getting at? The only experience I have is watching this house get built. And I was like seven or eight at the time. And it seemed slow and like a horrible experience. <laughs> Repairing a house and building a house are very different. That's true. That's I've true. like renovated rooms i haven't put up walls and done insulation and like laid pipes and done all like miles the, of electrical and all the of hardest that. part seems like not to take away from anyone who builds houses but the hardest part seems like the electricity and the plumbing everything else kind of seems not simple but like understandable not that it would be easy but that you can understand how you do it and why you do it but electricity and plumbing just sounds very complicated yeah, well, plumbing's not. I don't think plumbing. Yeah, uh, it's just. I feel like it's just hard to do. It's just like yeah, get everything to line up and, and meet. And I don't know. Yeah, it's it's plumbing's not terribly hard. Electrical, you just have to be careful. Right. Like it's yeah. just running the wires. I still don't want to do it. <laughs> like, yeah, I think if I ever got to the point where I was building the house. I think I'd contract out plumbing and electrical. I mean, yeah. And probably the roof, too. Just so no one can, like, someone who knows what they're doing. Right. Can do it up to code. Yeah, you're, like, feel secure. Yeah. Oh, yeah, working, like, everything up to code would be a pain if you build it yourself. Yeah. You just have to know what you're doing. You have to know everything about what you're doing, especially if you're really on your own. I wonder what your workspace would be classified as. Probably, like, a shed, I would imagine. So I feel like it'd be a lot more lenient. I wonder if that has something to do with whether or not there's electricity running to it, though, because I would need electricity running to it. Well, sheds have electricity too. I mean, but does that change their 
designation or like how big they can be or something. Maybe it would be classified as a barn. I guess it's not Maybe. a barn, but it's it would be kind of like that kind of a structure. I feel like the biggest thing would be like the foundation and like the footings for the posts. Yeah. And as long as those are up to code, I feel like like the framing of the roof. I'd be fine. stealing it from other sources anyways. Yeah. And then you're, you don't have walls, so that's not an issue. That's right. And you just basically run electro, like a, just a extension cord along the ground at your electricity. Oh, I don't know. I was thinking, I wanted, like, I think three, having three-phase power would be really cool. Because it would be like a full workshop. So I don't I think I'd need more than an extension I mean, cord. Like just an underground wire and yeah, it would just your be... own fuse marks in there. It wouldn't be too hard. No. If anything, we could have like a little electrical substation right outside. I really don't think that... It wouldn't be necessary. Do you think the breaker would be like the whole, the workshop power supply would be connected to the house breaker or to the mains itself? Like my garage, which is separated from the house, has its own breaker, and I feel like that's how you would do it. That's probably how it would be. Yeah. So. That makes sense. I don't think there's a breaker on our in the. There's not a, a, a switch. In the house for the garage so i think it's on its own line okay yeah that's probably how they do barns and I stuff i think that's how it is but our fuse box isn't labeled so i don't know really it's really old oh okay yeah it's, and it we've tried to label it several times and is it just confusing it's confusing and it's tucked away in a corner and it's hard to get to and <laughs> luckily or we don't really blow fuses that much yeah it. yeah so it's it's not a big issue do you guys have actual fuses or do you have breaker no, switches? We have breaker switches. Oh, okay. Because having actual fuses sounds like it would be a huge pain. Yeah. Because you actually have to replace the fuse every time you break it. Yeah. But, yeah. Three phase power, dude. Or at least 220 volt. 220 voltage. Just to be able to run like bigger welding machines. Are those 220? Yeah, you can run some welding machines on 110, but. Even the ones that can be run on 110 or 220, the 110 power just doesn't put out very much, so they just they just don't work as well. It made sense. 220 is like the minimum for a decent welding machine. Three phase is ideal because it can really pump out juice, and it would be great to have three phase, like a and like a big breaker because you could have like a welding machine, a plasma cutter, and a carbon arc gouger, depending on what you're doing. If you need to do like repair work or something, it'd be pretty cool to have stuff like that. Yeah. You feel good about this one? Uh, good enough. Good enough. <laughs> All right. For. Let's close everything up then. You want to plug anything? You got anything fun coming up? Um. Uh, no. 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 All right. You? Yeah. Well, too bad. We're out of time. All right. <laughs> we'll see you guys next week. No, actually, I'm going to... I'm planning on firing up the forge tomorrow. Um, since this week is my last week, I think I'm actually going to have one day at school where I can kind of like do whatever I want, like build a little project. And I've been really wanting to make a pot lid holder because we got that new set of pots and pans. We got a bunch of lids. Don't really have a place to put the lids. On the pot. I don't like doing that. I don't think they 
stack well like that. So I designed a potlet holder and I made a little prototype out of hanger wire and tape. And now I want to blacksmith out all the pieces, like forge the pieces. And then I want to TIG weld it together at school. And then I was actually thinking about making a couple bottle openers for my teachers, just as kind of like partying gifts. But we'll see if I get that far. Sounds cool. Yep. All right. Well, social media. Yep. Haven't been active lately. I'll try and get back into that. But we've got Facebook. Mm-hmm. We've got Twitter. Mm-hmm. Instagram. Mm-hmm. SoundCloud. Yep. Rate and review us on iTunes. Mm-hmm. And email us at... With me, that's you. Um, one run at a time podcast, all spelled out at gmail.com. Not you don't add the all spelled out, just that, one run at a time podcast at gmail.com. But the words one run at a time podcast are spelled out, yes, right? Okay, so email us if you guys have any questions, any comments, any suggestions, or if you know a lot about building houses and you want to guest as a house building expert. That'd be great. We don't know a whole lot about it. And I would definitely like to talk about this more. Uh, I think that's it. You want to send us home? No. All right. We'll see you guys next week.